Welcome into the Section 109 Podcast. I'm your producer, Jay, and we have an amazing um, interview today that we have definitely been thinking about and looking forward to. With me is no Smitty, but I do have... R.I.P. R.I.P. No. To his knee. That's true. That's true. Or maybe his mind right now because he's super drugged up. But Matt, <laughs> we have Matt and we have Breezy, but we also have two other guests. Who are they, Breezy? We have, right as I take a sip of this uh, delicious whiskey. Yeah, it was strategic. Um, we have Owen Seaton, the chief marketing officer for uh, Chattanooga Football Club. Back for his second second audio podcast, third total, if you yeah. have the one video that we had on. And, and, and the lost video podcast as well. That's true. <laughs> and then we have uh, Adam Dukes. Did I get that correct? Make, That's correct. Make sure I got the last name correct. And you and you should tell us a little bit more about yourself here in a second. But as I understand it, the one of the executive producers of the badass documentary that's coming out, and also the owner of a sweet uh, production company that is doing amazing work, not only with CFC, but also some stuff I'm sure we can talk about. Um, yeah, you guys are rock stars. Super we're really chief. excited to have did you. Did you ever say the word super chief? I did not. Good, okay, good, yeah. good save. Got you. Good that's save. the name of it. I, yeah. I did know that, but I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Which I love because I'm a, like a Halo nerd from back in the day. Yeah. So I love Master Chief. And did you, quick, quick side note, did you see Paramount announce the Halo movie? Oh, dude! I'm I so excited. That. Paramount's been full of news this week. Aren't they? they have, aren't they rebranding CBS All Access yes, to Paramount? Paramount Plus. Yeah. Is that is that a okay industry insider? They're doubling here. down on soccer. Is it good? Yes. Good. It's really shit. good for soccer. There's a, there's a lot of good things. Happening. They just picked up. Actually, I, there was a, a trade that I read that uh, I mean we're let's yeah, just I mean, go all the way off the tangent. Rabbit hole. Let's go. We're a rabbit hole podcast. No, there's a there's a trade that I read religiously um about you know that centers around broadcast deals and there was a lot this week about the value that paramount plus uh brings uh, to soccer and how much soccer, soccer content they're gonna have um and um do they want nisa <laughs> i love it man they're straight will, to it there will be a conversation <laughs> um at some point not it, not for 2021 but there, there'll be a conversation in the so is it is it there are they rebranding to Paramount because it's simply a bigger name because it seems like if they're doubling down on soccer and I'm not calling you I'm just wondering what's happening Yeah like, I don't I mean I don't know why they decided to use the Paramount name instead of um, CBS but my guess is that you know all of these streaming services these one-offs like Peacock and all of these are content plays and yeah. and Paramount probably their hottest property right now is the is Yellowstone the show Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've, I've heard, heard of it, but I mean, yeah. I've like it's super, super popular. Um, but and Paramount has that incredible movie library. I mean, they've been making movies for I mean, they get, they probably a hundred years, for right? Sure. And they so, the yeah. And yeah. The, uh, I guess we, we, we tend library. to look at it through a sports lens, sure. From a from a entertainment lens, Paramount's a bigger name. Let's be serious. Their hottest property is going to be NCIS. So so yeah. <laughs> Man, they'll be they'll be watching that for you know blue hairs will be watching that for yeah. decades. Hey, hey, hey! hey no spoilers. I'm I'm on season like fourteen, <laughs> right. so I haven't. I'm not caught up yet. So well, right. uh, I will rope us back in okay. um, Thanks, because Jake. we are going to jump in to um, asking Adam some questions. Obviously, you as well, Owen. You sure. can jump in at any time. Chime in. I've got a couple of points in here where I figured you would both answer. Yeah. Our first answer for you, or our first answer, our first question for you, Adam. Thanks is, for answering oh, it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> what's your What's your background? Uh, like where are you from? I know we talked a little bit earlier, but where where are you from, and uh, how'd you end up, uh, you know, in Chattanooga? Yeah, so uh, I've been in Chattanooga for uh, six years now. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, born and raised. My whole entire family's from Atlanta. Go Braves! Yeah, Braves, Falcons, diehard Falcons fan. Um, and it's kind of funny, like you know, getting to the sports world. So so I'll try to like back it into kind of what you guys are interested in. Um, 
I uh, I love the Atlanta Falcons. Me and my dad. I you know one of the one of the best uh, things I ever did for my dad was. Well, I say that that sounds weird, but I uh, I bought him uh, playoff tickets and we went down and watched the Falcons beat the uh, Se- uh, Seattle. Uh, this was what was twenty probably twenty. What, what year uh, was yeah, that? twenty. Which, which Super Bowl did they lose? 16? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, 2016, that's the game before they beat Green Bay to go to the Super right. Bowl. Right. Yeah. So so we got to go down and watch us beat Seattle with my dad, which was really big. Um, but I was I was living in uh, Chattanooga at the time. So my background is uh, I've been doing film and television for about, I don't know, 18 to 20 years now. Nice. I hate this, by the way. I hate it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm a behind the behind the scenes person right and so when anybody asks me to like step in front i hate it so much i told owen earlier i was like i, I hate the fact that you're even asking me to do this it's Bree's fault here's the thing this is why i was gonna tell but this is what live just no to, no like, I'll be, but this, I'll be this is what makes it the fact that it's not live is cool so but this is what makes so, it interesting though because normally well, you wouldn't get to have a, you wouldn't get to have a conversation with someone like right. you because you wouldn't end up right like it out here, so this is what makes it interesting for. I mean, we don't have a lot of listeners. We have a few, but like we're, they're all you nerds like are, us. Yeah, yeah. They're all, like so. The, this is the this is the type of people that want to no know. More nerds like you. <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, I would take my VHS like camcorder and I'd go outside and I, I would take like little GI Joes and I would like set them up on the you know rocks and stuff in the backyard and I'd film them all, all the time. And then my dad really got into it and he was like. He's like, all right. He's like, I've got to use some more tapes and like stop recording over the the like yeah. like Christmas videos, you know, <laughs> that we had from like 1987 and stuff. And so like you know like I would, they would like encourage me to to tell stories constantly. Right? That's awesome. So when you ask me like like what is it like, or whatever your question was, <laughs> what's your background? But my background is like I love telling stories, and so everywhere I go. Like it's the grocery store to, to, to anywhere. Like I constantly am finding like inspiration to tell stories. So when I moved up here, uh, six years ago, I've, I have two, two young boys. Uh, they're currently eight, nine years old. Um, I've got a wife, love her to death. Uh, Kate Dukes. I love you. I, I, I mean, it was, it was really cool. So, uh, I, you know, if you move to Chattanooga, the first thing that you hear about honestly is CFC. Mm. Like, so when I came in, I saw these, you know, I was at Tremont Tavern, I think. And I was like, what is, you know, like, what's CFC? And what's that, and what's then, that scarf up there for? Exactly. Like, you, you start seeing all that. And then I, I went to a game, and it was pouring rain. Like, absolutely. That never happens in one of our <laughs> no, Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but it was, it was the most downpour I've ever experienced. But I, I You're going to have to be more specific. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it was, it was, I was swimming... In a pool and with our, other and people. Yep, yep, by. Yep. But what was what was really incredible is like, and I know like I'm sorry you're asking me my background. No, keep going. This is your background. But but like this is absolutely your background. But I uh, so I moved up here and uh, a guy that I was actually I was doing another documentary at the time, and uh, I ended up finding a guy that I was filming in a documentary in the stands. Oh, cool. And it, he was with his his daughter, and she's a soccer player and i was like oh james his name is james obviously and i was like hey man what's up and he's like man it's soaking wet out here and it's like cfc's playing and and he was he was like i think a third year um 
like where you, you season ticket holder, yeah, season yeah. ticket holder. But like he buys the jersey and, and oh, yeah. him and his daughter and 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 you know and he like brought me into the little club where you can like get beer like a dollar cheaper or something. And I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Four dollar beer or whatever. It yeah, is where now. anyone with a jersey can buy could buy cheaper beer. Right. Right. Yeah. So he basically bought me cheaper. Yeah, beer. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's a good so, friend. Yeah, he's a really good friend. Sounds like Chattanooga. First one's yeah. free. <laughs> but yeah, exactly. Like take a taste. Um, but either way, so I I watched this game play, and it was against Atlanta. It was the, the uh, Silverbacks. Silverbacks. Mm-hmm. And um, R.I.P. And I'm telling you, was this the, two, was this, this 2015? The guy got choked. Oh, do you remember this one? Uh, was this was this 2000? This was probably 16 or 17. 2016 sounds right. Yeah, but like there was like a a scuffle. A, yeah, it was a scuffle, but it definitely like a, a like a fullback like absolutely choked the Ford for CFC, and I, I didn't know who anyone was. But I'm sitting there, and I, I played I played soccer in in high school. It was you know just like a fun little sport I played. But like I. When I saw that happen, and I saw, like, you know, the hooligans, and I have not experienced, like, I would say, like, European model, like, soccer yeah. in the United States. Mm. I love watching the docs. I love watching, you know, like, the, the movies. Green Street Hooligans. Green Street <laughs> Hooligans. Uh, that would literally it's was... a great movie. That was, like, one of those situations where I was like, I feel like I'm actually in Europe watching soccer as if it would happen... In Europe, in a small town, you know, sure. But like experiencing it, like like all this stuff, and uh, and then the guy chokes him, and I was like yelling, and I I have no idea who he's choking. I don't know who this (laughs) guy is. It's my first game, and I am so bought into it. But I remember (laughs) driving home, calling my wife, and telling her, I was like, "This needs to be told." I said, "This like I'm always looking for stories. I'm always looking for stories," but. This was something where I was like, this is so simple. All we have to do is follow this story. Like, there is something super special about Chattanooga. I've never seen this many people yelling and screaming. I've never seen someone choke somebody in a (laughs) soccer match. And, like, have, like, literally, like, thinking, like, everybody's about to jump over the wall. Yeah. And beat the crap out of this guy. It felt so European, South American. I don't know. It felt... Different. It, it didn't feel like American sports. It felt bought into. So. Yeah, I can. I completely resonate with that. Like I've, I've I've talked about this. I probably on this podcast, but definitely this is a different connection that I feel. Granted, it's my hometown team, right? But like I feel a different connection and a different um, weight and just a di- like I. There's no other sports that connects with me, and, and it's a part of it's soccer and part of it's just CFC is special to me. Are like, you Are you from Chattanooga? I am. I'm from here. Yeah. Are, are, are all of you guys from Chattanooga? I am. I grew up in Nashville, but I've been here for going on 11 years. So, and if it wasn't for CFC, I probably wouldn't live here still because it, it gave me like a professional Seriously. route into and that's, the city. That's, but that's like the energy that I felt is what you just said. So I don't know if I would still be here. I, I moved to Italy for college and I met my wife there. And like, so when we moved back here, it was not, and we got married, it was not clear we were going to settle here because she moved across the ocean for me. So kind of wherever she wanted to go... Or me, but like wherever, like there, there was no, I couldn't be like, hey, I want to stay here because it's my DJ. hometown. Like there was no option for that. And if it wasn't for, seriously, if it wasn't for finding CFC and like finding the community, the community that we found. And I had, I have friends and I've brought a lot of friends to CFC and we have other friends, but like this was the community that tied us down to Chattanooga. And it's the, probably the reason we've never left because we've, we've had opportunities other where, 
elsewhere. But like, and it's not only CFC, but it's a big part of it because there's a there's a community that surrounds it. There's the game on the field. There's everything, and you know, it's the thing that we now plan our summers around. We plan our years around. We plan our vacations around. Like, I plan awesome. our Thursdays around. I plan we talk yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so all right. So if you ask me, like, what's my background? I uh, I didn't go to college. I didn't do anything. Um, no film. Col- no no film school or anything. No no film school. Nothing like that. I went. Awesome. I, I I've been. I've been making short films since I was a kid with GI Joes. And then basically uh, we won some awards. I, I, when I grew up, you know, I just was, casually throw that out there, by the way. Yeah. Why not? Fuck it. Hey, but, school, school, <laughs> school's overrated. Win some awards. No, and make to, be a, make honest, a... to be honest, the best advice I ever got was uh, there was a guy named uh, John Gray um, and he's in Nashville now. Uh, he's, he was like a mentor of mine, but um, when I was like, I was like, I was thinking about going to Full Sail down in Orlando and spending all kinds of money. I was mm-hmm. thinking about doing some other stuff. And he was like, hey, what if you just go work? Mm. Like, just go work. And this was like before I got married. And, you know, so I've been married 14 years now. So this was probably 16 years ago. Um, and I, I was always, I was a PA on a bunch of different, like, which is the production assistant. Um, I was. I was doing all kinds of different things. He got for, a lot of coffee for people. A lot of coffee. <laughs> I got a lot of coffee. I did whatever people wanted. And were you were you here or were you in Atlanta? Or were you in LA? This, was, you... this was in Atlanta. I never went to LA. Because Atlanta's um, got a pretty big movie scene. Right? For yeah, most people who don't yes. know, Atlanta is a hotbed for a lot of film production. Huge. A lot huge. of film tax credits in Georgia. Huge oh, okay. film tax credits. Yeah. And I uh I I was kind of at this this place where I just talked to John and and John Gray, like I said, he was like, Hey, what if you just worked and it, it, there was like something that sparked in my head and I, and I am I would say I'm kind of like a serial entrepreneur like if that makes any sense sure. where it's like I'm always wanting to find the next thing which is why I'm always looking for another show or another movie or another thing to get involved with even if it's like a commercial project or, or something like that but I, I always want to just like hop into something else but John just told me, he was like, just just go work. And I, I worked on a bunch of different small projects and learned a lot of lessons, uh, met a lot of great people. Um, but inside of that, I was like cultivating this kind of idea of storytelling and understanding sure. like what are people interested in and, and finding the built-in audiences and understanding stuff. And so I got a really cool opportunity, uh, I guess in 2016, to come to Chattanooga, um, I took the opportunity and created a show called Woodwalkers. Um, and inside of that, um, that's now on Amazon. Uh, where that's about the on. linesman school, right? Yeah, lineman. Lineman. Okay. Sorry. How dare you, Jay? Yeah, Shit. Jeez. Not the Wichita linesman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come on, Jay. Well, yeah. lineman a referee. Linemen to me are 250, <laughs> 300 pound plus yeah. people pushing and other people around. That's the, that's the kind of thing. It's like so we. I got called up to to help out on a project and and help create a show and huge learning experience um, for sure. Um, but it it was really cool and uh, and now it's on Amazon. We have three seasons. Uh, third season is coming soon. Um, but you know, thirty six episodes that's on Amazon. Um, that's huge. Yeah, huge. It's it's incredible. Um, and about to be available worldwide. We we have some international distribution that's about to happen for that, which is really really big. Do um, they do they subtitle it? Like, how does that work? Or does it uh, just go out in English? No, it'll be subtitled. Yeah, subtitled. But 
Have you ever tried to dub a guy with a Georgia accent? Well, I mean, that's... <laughs> we, we, actually, what's funny is that it's already subtitled because all these rednecks talking, you know, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like, Is yeah. it for real? Because that's like, that's like how swamp people is, you know, the people in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, all they're, subtitled, but they're speaking. No, because I have, yeah. I have some so buddies like, that ish. went... The guys that <laughs> yeah. I knew that I worked with that went to Lyman uh, went to Lyman School. Line School. Lyman School. Uh, that they, like, the one... I know two dudes, and one of them, like, I couldn't understand him when he was sitting next to me. Yeah, Like, it's, I... But you know, like it's it's, I to be honest, like this was I made some really good friends. I made some really good partnerships during all of that. But what it led to is like it gave me the confidence to understand that I can do whatever I want to do if I really wanted to say like, all right, we're gonna make this film or we're gonna make this show or we're gonna do something. Like working on Woodwalkers was this like kind of like eye opening experience for me six years ago, where I was like, man. If there's a built-in audience and and you are talented enough to like put together a show, like you can figure out how to get people to watch that stuff. So it gave me confidence. Um and I'm very 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 proud of Woodwalkers. You just, should be. Just cool. just so you guys know, like I uh, I love the show. I think it's uh it's it's going to continue to go. Uh we're looking at another season potentially too after the third season. So I need so to watch I, it. I haven't. I haven't watched any. I remember. It's good. I think. I think you brought it up whenever. Yeah, Owen's we first wife actually is a fan. My of wife it. loves it. Really? Yeah, yeah she That's loves amazing. unscripted stuff and like anything with drama. You know, personal drama in it. Right. But she's not a sports fan at all, but she will watch Hard Knocks and Sunderland and all that stuff because she just wants to you know see the guy's grandma cry when he signs a contract. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or the guy you know about to crap his pants on Hard Knocks when he gets cut, you know, or whatever. Or like Adam she talking loves, on the podcast she loves right that now. Stuff. She, she couldn't <laughs> identify fine. a player, you know, in a lineup, but she she loves watching it. So actually, what you guys care about? When I sat down at that game, I watched something that happened, and I said, "Why is this not like something I can like digest outside of this space?" Nice. Sure. So this is this was it was so incredible to to see the chat like the Chattahooligans. And I didn't even know how to call them. Like, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Those was crazy like, people over there. Yeah, yeah. But, but didn't, like, I, I see some people that I, I've met. The in guy the with past. the short shorts and the wristbands. Yeah. Which I've, I mean, I've seen him on Stringer's Ridge, like, when I'm, like, hiking and stuff, and I'll see him, like, running. And it was just, there's, like, certain faces that I would, that I would remember. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, one of my friends, Cody, Cody Harris. I know Cody. Yeah, he's Shout a Cody's musician. a good, good yeah. friend of mine, yeah. Yeah. So his dad, who looks like like some Scottish warrior. Oh, okay, yeah. I, do, I don't know his family. So that's classified. I, I think it's his dad. Is it his dad? I don't know. But he's got like this huge beard and, you know, like, and, and I just, but there were so many different like personalities and, and things happening. Yeah. And I was like, how in the world have I been going to, and sorry, lookouts. But been going to lookouts mm. games because it it was affordable. Like I would take my kids on beers Thursday. cheap. Beer. Yeah, Thursday, beer. Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, it doesn't matter beer. who wins. Beer and fireworks. Yeah, that's, that's the I mean, don't, don't, don't apologize for the lookouts love, for that. That's awesome. No, and I it fuck, is, it is. I love, but I love American baseball, and I'll go to lookouts games. Well, but so, it's beer. Is there and another fireworks. kind of baseball? Right. But that's, it's not the that's same. Why you go? But it's not the same connection though. Cricket's awesome. Don't you dare. No, no. But that's my point. My point. My point is exactly what you're saying, which is which is like. I would go to the lookouts game. I love baseball. I played baseball. It's something that I could like get into. My kids play baseball too. And uh, and we'd go there. But when I went, and it was a rainy day, terrible rain, 
and still everyone was beating drums and chanting and all this stuff. And I was like, are you kidding me? This is like, this is something a little bit different. And, uh, and I told myself, I was like, I'm going to make a show about this. Hell yeah. I was going to ask about, uh, about how he is met. Yeah. So I'll tell the story how we met and then, beautiful. and then you can get Adam's side of that same story. Um, so it was a lonely night in right? Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> there was an Go on. Craigslist. Um, no, so... I lotion my there, I was going to say a, Bumble or something. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. is a... There, this doc owes a debt of gratitude to a mutual love of cigars that he and I have. Nice. Um, and so, you know, I, I came back to town and um, moved here, moved back December of 19, but I started with the club in October, the first couple months of 19, I was still up in Louisville, but I was coming down. That was the members cup and was just coming down for the rainy weekends for the matches. <laughs> That's and then going back to, so that was every weekend. It, yes. The Milwaukee game. Oh Mer- my gosh. Mercy. Uh, or yeah. And, um, and, um, we got back, we got down here full time in December and there was a, um, like a cigar event at Burns downtown, uh, right before Christmas, and it was a Churchill. Yeah, and um, wait, wait, you were at a cigar event? Yeah, I color me shocked. Right, <laughs> um, and uh, Casey Tuggle, who has worked in many many different roles for for Tim over the years, um, knew Adam, and Adam had been in his ear about wanting to make a documentary about CFC for a while, and he can tell that story here in a second. Um, Maybe you should just talk because I suck at it. And uh, no, you're doing great. And I had been talking to Tim even before I got hired by the club about, um, you know, original content being a, a way to make inroads in, you know, beyond paid media that the best way to, to create an atmosphere and to get people excited and to, you know, have shareable content on social is to do original content, give, give fans a, something behind the scenes. Sure. They can't see. We weren't yeah. focused on a documentary, but we were thinking about just, you know, doing things on Facebook Live or Periscope or, you know, whatever to, to kind of show that thing and then package it up and, and, you know, put out a behind the scenes after every match, that kind of stuff. And uh, went to the cigar event right, right before Christmas in 2019. And Casey introduced me to Adam, who was there for the same event. And he's like, he's been wanting to do a documentary. And I was like, and I've. That- Something that we had talked about, we just didn't know where the funding was going to come from. But I was bugging Casey for like he was a long for a while. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hey, you've got something really cool. Like, I just need access to it. Enter Owen. Yeah, and so we we basically spent the whole night just kind of talking about it, and then you know it was the off season at that point, so we're scheming and you know through the holidays into into early January about how to get it off the ground, how to find the funding because you know traveling with the team for the whole season is you know I mean if you were going to do it right, uh, you know million dollar budget. Sure. Um, you know, and and so we're trying to sort which out. we made two million dollars off of. Right. That's a bad joke. <laughs> bad joke. So, um, <laughs> we have made zero, zero dollars. <laughs> Wait, you sell, you're telling me you self-funded. Yeah. So yes. um, so originally our plan was we were going to shoot content around the start a training camp, which is, you know, open tryouts. You know, Matt's goal somehow didn't make it onto film. Sorry. I'm disappointed with yeah. that. Yeah, burn that Oh, footage. thank God. 
Um, I told you, whatever he offers to pay you for the footage, I I will pay you a dollar more to delete the footage. I actually, I actually, like, have heard about this because I wasn't <laughs> there, and I know that like that happened. And uh, allegedly, well, no, like uh, like Johnny was. No, talking well, about I mean, it. I I know that we have him pulling his hamstring on the celebration on That's, camera. That sounds right. That was so. a different year. Yeah. You, there was no one filming then. So, but you did score last year, correct? I've scored every tryout I've been to. Okay, so how many? No, you were at the tryout Sunday. That was yeah, but he didn't score that. I've been at every. That's actually. Smart. I've scored at every tryout that I've registered for. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, which is three um, or two? It's three. You're a legend. So anyway, so. Um, the plan was we're going to shoot content around open tryouts, like the media day. You know, return to training camp, some practice. Um, we knew the Oakland match to start the season was going to be televised out there, so we'd have that footage, and then the home opener um, against Michigan Stars here, and would package that up and and make a uh, you know a sizzle reel to go sure. to go try sell, to get funded to go sell yeah and and to go find some sponsorship to to fund and and this is all pre COVID and if it yeah, oh, and if yeah. It, and if it came in then it would be. If the if the money came in fast enough, we could pick up in the fall and start, you know, fall of 2020 and, and wrap the whole season that way. And, you know, we had a bunch of good footage in the tank, and then we had the TV footage from Oakland, and then two days before the Michigan Stars game, you know, pandemic, pause, and so, it's, so let's it's over. Pause right there. What were you thinking when the pandemic hit? Did At what point uh, were you guys like, crap, we're never going to make a documentary? Well, I mean, no. if you remember at the time, no. you know, nobody knew how long this was going to go because... I thought two weeks. Nisa, I predicted two Nisa's weeks. Nisa's announcement was Everyone a 30-day pause. Nisa's announcement was a 30-day pause. Yeah, yeah. Um, NBA did a 30... You know, originally did a 30-day pause. And then Seems like just, everybody kind of like did the same thing yeah. for a while, and then it all eventually Well, canceled. almost everyone followed the NBA, to be fair. Like, right. I well, mean, the NBA was the first to pull the ripcord, and then the NC, then all the NCAA stuff happened right yep. after that. So, to so be it honest, was all in like a 12-hour period, when, you know. When I was, I was at home, I just got back from California, so I was in San Francisco... And I was filming a, another documentary that we're working on uh, called Lifting Us. Yeah, go check it out. Check it out. Um, shameless plug. Yeah, shameless plug. But uh, it was, you know, I was out there filming that. But at the same time, we were talking about CFC and, and, and we're, we're kind of getting this production rolling. Uh, but when I came home, I remember, you know, my wife is always like, hey, how was the trip? You know, what's going on? I was like, I think something's about to happen. Like, this is weird. We just we had a crew in Rome, Italy, uh, filming a weightlifting competition that was leading up to the Olympics, which is what lifting us is about is the Olympics. Um, and you know, we just spent a bunch of money sending guys out there and, and filming that and then meanwhile trying to film the CFC stuff that's happening. And and we are very indie, so it's like there is no money coming from anybody else. It's just like super chief investing in our content sure and so i remember sitting down after talking with my wife and i was like yeah just you know just go to bed like everything's gonna be fine don't worry it's just some weird flu and then i remember watching <laughs> the only sport that was on which was the nba and it was like the jazz i think i think it was yeah was it that Utah like that night and i just got into town Yep. And I'm like sitting there watching and I was like, oh my gosh, they didn't play the game. They shut it down. And I, and it was like right this, before this, tip off, they canceled. Yeah, it. it was right before tip off. But like the, the announcers didn't even know what to say. They didn't know what was going on. And I was watching it in my 
so we have this like TV like kind of in our dining room. It's kind of weird. Whatever. So like like we're sitting there and and I'm looking at it and I was like, I'm done. Like I remember having this moment where I was like, I'm done. I was like, I can't do another year of investing. I can't do another year of like pretending things will be okay. Because to be honest, like as like a uh, honest to God, independent, you know, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, producer, director, whatever you want to call it. Like, like we struggled over the last couple of years and to be in this spot where it's like, I'm, I constantly keep pushing into like these, like these new sectors. I was like, ah, oh, CFC is great. You know, like we're going to do this, like talk about the Olympics. We're going to do, you know, we, we've got, I've got another one. that's about wrestling, you know, independent, like pro wrestling. That's another one called limelight. Shout out. Stay, stay, stay plug it, plug for that it. One. Um, and, uh, and, but like realizing like we're done. Like when, the, when I saw that happen, I saw like the fallout, I was like, that's, everything canceled. That's, that's everything. And it just boom, 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 boom. And, and, and it all kind of came crashing down. Damn. And, uh, and I was at this point where I was like, I, I literally don't know what to do. And, uh, and what was weird. And so like to get to the CFC thing. So, so like knowing that there was nothing that I could do to salvage my company, my career, you know, all this kind of stuff. Owen calls me up one day and he's like, Hey, remember that thing that we were talking about? You know, meanwhile, I'm like biting my nails, you know, like, nah, what do you mean? <laughs> like, I have no money. I have my kids. I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to survive. You guys got any of those documentaries <laughs> yeah, you want to make? <laughs> Seriously. Like, like Dave Chappelle scratching, yeah. you know, like, like, like yeah, yeah, you need something, man. And he's like, Hey, there's a, a, a chance that the Nisa, you know, pro season is, is going to exist inside of this tournament. And, uh, and that was in the fall. Yeah. Well, we had actually had three or four conversations like during the shutdown period about like, you know, do we have enough content to just package something up for a sizzle and try no. to try go to go shop sell. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go shop it. And it the turns out we you would, you would have had enough. If, if, if we'd have got my goal, if we'd have had one home game, We'd have had that's enough. true, yeah, right. But we didn't. We didn't get that home game, right? And so, oh, is it? Um, you know, so we didn't have any. We had you had the, no home. You had no actual soccer at, well, recorded we went, live. We, you had tryouts, then you had stuff on the TV. So we were going right. to go to Oakland. We were going to film that. We were, we had all these plans, you know, in place. But then when this stuff just like slapped down in front of us, like, like literally, COVID has taught a lot of people a lot of lessons. You know, if you're in the retail business. You, you get how fragile it is. If you were in the, you know, entertainment industry, like, I mean, live, live venues, just, just, yeah, live venues. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I have buddies of mine, man, that like, it's, it's terrible what's happened to their industry. I know musicians that can't work. Yeah. It's, it's, it's terrible, but like, yeah. So we were trying to find out like, is there, a, is there enough content to, you know, take something out to shop and we just realized there there really wasn't um even even kind of when we had the independent cup and stuff there you know the stands were empty and there you know you, when you're wasn't. when you're going out to shop it you need the you need the atmosphere and you, yep. you know you don't get that um and honestly to be to be honest it's not even like we didn't need the atmosphere we needed like an idea that like 
there was more to it. The independent right. cup isn't a story. No, we no, also it's, well, it's yeah, we also needed an end to the story, right? So yeah, but, I mean, because um, you need the you need the third act, and so when the bubble tournament, when when we knew the bubble tournament was going to happen, um, you know, we had Adam and I had uh, several conversations, but it had to happen fast because that bubble tournament came together really quickly. And so, you know, so the first That's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, like the bubble tournament was like, hey, we're, we're going to do this next week. Basically, yeah. I mean, I mean we had about 10 days, I think, if I remember right. But I, we, but the first question was, you know, can we get permission to be in the bubble? Like if we can't get that, then it thing. doesn't even matter. Right. right. And so we, you know, I swab your nose. Yeah. And so and, and fortunately, <laughs> you know, because I was doing the TV production for the league on the on the tournament. You know, I was able to kind of just go straight to the guys that could say yes or no and be like, hey, look, we, we've got a chance to do this documentary. It's pretty cool. Um, I need to be able to get five guys into the bubble. Um, you know, they'll they'll be tested and all that stuff. And you know, to be just like players and staff. Yeah. And uh, and they were great. They were like, yeah, let's do it. And, and then, it, then it was like, oh, OK, now what? OK, now we got to <laughs> now. Adam, how much money do you need to make this happen? And what you know, what's the cheapest we can do this, basically? <laughs> and then, and yeah. then um, he that's, gave. That's, he, that's, <laughs> I mean, we don't want to give away all the secrets, but you know, he gave me a number, and I made one phone call and got that number. And, Hell yeah! Um, you know, and shout and, out to uh, that person. Yeah, yeah shout out. Yep. And then to um, that person. Thank and you. And then we, um, you know, then it was like, oh shit, okay guess we got to do this. And so then it was, you know, getting the guys together, talking through, you know, all of the, you know, this is what are the story arcs we need to make sure we cover? How are we going to do this? I hadn't even told Fuller that this was going to happen yet. And like, I went to Jeremy and be like, you know, what do you think? And he's like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. You know? And then I went to, and to Fuller's credit, I mean, Fuller's awesome. You know, he's like, yeah, he's like, Fuller saw like, Five years into the future, the second I, the <laughs> yeah. second I brought it up so. because he's thinking about like player recruitment. He's thinking about all the things that this is good for, right? Love it. And um, Fuller and, is an and amazing so Fuller, human yeah. Being. So Fuller yeah. was on board right away, and um, so then basically it was just like Adam and I meeting every you know once a day for the the run up, uh, and then I had to go up to Detroit earlier than they did, um, but then we didn't tell the players until um, the day before they left for Detroit. Um, what was going to happen. Um, I brought Adam to training and introduced him and told him what was up and told him they weren't allowed to talk about it on their, so, on their social media. Yeah, so how did that... How did that... Uh, how, how much... How, how Did you tell them, like, hey, we'll fine you? Hey, we'll cut you? Like, Or were you just like, hey, guys, this is really serious... Please don't do this. Like, how? yeah, no. I mean, it, we didn't need to threaten them. It was just like, hey, you no, know, they were all we we they they, they really were good. all so excited about the project I was, that, I was about that to they say, were happy to like do yeah, that. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I know you you picked up on a couple of things. Like, you know, we had a, a few guys on the squad last year that are you know heavy social media you know content creators, Wilfred and a couple of other guys that you know were really active on Instagram and some other stuff. Local and TV. I, yeah, and I know that there were a couple of guys that you know some extra cameras made it into some of their videos or something that so, but a Jay, really astute observer like but, producer but Jay, Jay but I didn't but I saw those same videos and didn't see them so it, yeah, like, it tells you how, how disciplined they were though to no, not they, right. they, the guys were they were incredible like yeah. when we when we said like hey we're gonna we're going to shoot for it because at the end of the day, like we told them we would edit them out of the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid, solid Owen, stick. Owen said that. Carrot, uh, carrot no, and we stick. Didn't, we didn't we, have to do any of that. We, uh, you know, 
we had this really cool opportunity and I think they understood the same thing that this is a really cool opportunity yeah. to, to get yourself out there to, you know, what's unique about film is that like, if, if it's a documentary, you, you capture like the moment and it exists for forever, mm. to be honest. And so I'm a big legacy guy. Like I love finding legacy stories and, and going like, Hey, this is one moment that means something. And I know that like when we look at the pandemic, when we look back 20 years from now, when we look back 40 years from now, when, when these soccer players, you know, are footballers, whatever you want to call them, you know, when I look at like Richard's legacy, when he goes back and he says like, hey, I used to do this, you know, Juan, you know, Zeka, and this was a really big year for Zeka because yeah. this was the... Year Last for final Zeta. year, and yeah. he knew that, and he wasn't being open about it. You know, he was kind of talking to a few people, and everybody kind of knew like it was coming. But like, this is a huge series for him that he can always point to and say like, "Hey, like my last year when it was going to be pro, like got captured." And I, and that's that's what I love about documentaries. That's what I love about like real stories. Mm-hmm. Is that like. There is a legacy moment that no matter what happens to you or anyone around you, it exists. And uh, and that's, in a weird way, like, kind of going back to Woodwalkers a little bit, like, that was, like, that moment that I realized, like, is meaningful or meaningless as this may seem, it's captured and it's out there, which means that, like, no matter where you go in the world, you can always point back to this one thing and say like, hey, this is, was a story. And that's what's really unique about docu-series or a documentary. Yep. Um, it's, not an, it's not a narrative that we're writing. It's not a, a, a script that we're coming up with. We're not telling you like, hey, I need you to say this. We're just capturing it. And we're capturing it in a way and putting it out there for the world to see like this is what it feels like to live uh, in this person's boots or you know, cleats or, or, you know, whatever, like the pitch, you know, like you go out there, like it's really interesting. I love how you've picked up on some of the terms and you're saying yeah. that, well, and like uh, this, like loose leaf kind of I'm, way. I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being kind of silly with it because like, you know, on the, on one world, I'm like in this like super blue collar, like industrial, like hard ass dude, you know, and the other side, it's like, you know, soccer and it's very different world. It really is. Oh, for sure. Extremely different. But at the same time, like I'm making a documentary series about weightlifting that is like the most, to be honest, it's the most disciplined sport I've ever experienced in my entire life. Every day you pick something up and put it down and you don't stop. That's every single day of your life. I've never seen a more disciplined sport in my entire life. And it, like you know, little plug. It's about to be pulled uh, from the Olympics for 2024 in Paris. Like it's about to be completely pulled. It's in, most of my day today has been figuring out how that works. But uh, it's an, it's incredible. But soccer is very similar. You go out there constantly. You work. You work. You work. And your knees are being blown out. You're getting hurt. Your ankles are blown out. You know all this stuff. And you know you look at Juan and he's like a miracle child. Like how old is Juan? 30? 39, 30. That's yeah, insane. 29, 30. Yeah. yeah. To play at his. And well. Sure. Yeah. It, I mean, it's honestly, it's insane. Like when Juan had to step in 
it was the last game. Yeah, they. Where, I mean, they, I they played him in a different position the last game of the tournament. Mm-hmm. It was, it's insane to see yeah. him play at the level that he's playing at. Yep. So you mentioned not a threat. Uh, the word discipline a bunch of times yeah. for that weightlifter's doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you could, if you could say a word or maybe it's a phrase, right, to describe what, uh, what the what what no matter what the CFC doc, yeah, so at least this season, and like you don't have to go into detail and spoil anything. No, what do you think a, a word or a phrase would be? To like thematically describe it. Injuries. I think it, no. <laughs> okay. so, so, Owen. So, no, no. Oh, Owen. I could have done that. Too soon, Owen. Listen, Owen, Owen, if he wants to talk about it, like to be honest, like we were riddled with injuries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But like if I think it, there was like perseverance, there was this, this idea. And really what comes through to me is, is fuller. Yeah. Like when if I get something from this season, like of just and honestly, like you got to understand, like I went to you know, a couple of matches and watched it. And I was like, man, we got to make a show about this. And that's why I was bugging, you know, everybody at CFC, like, Hey, can I please make a show about this? Can I please make a show about this? And then like pandemic happened, all this stuff. Like as soon as they said like, Hey, we might be interested. Pandemic happens. Um, then we get a call and it's like, Hey, go to Detroit and film. And then that's the, the first time I actually got to get inside of this community and I haven't been inside of the soccer community since high school. I'm 38 years old, right? Like I haven't played soccer. Four years. <laughs> I haven't played <laughs> you soccer. Grew up in Georgia so. in a long <laughs> time, right? But like to get back in there and see what was happening. But the the thing that stuck out to me the most was like this is the best coach. Like that's awesome. 100. percent I've never heard a guy. Like I wanted to be coached by him. Like I, like in fact, like I feel like I was like we we're like recording, like holding cameras, and I'm standing in the background. Or occasionally I'll pick up a camera. I know everybody's gonna, if my crew's listening to this, they're gonna be like, that shit didn't happen. But like, <laughs> truly, I did. I did hold the camera a few times. Uh, I definitely used the 5D. I was taking pictures. Uh, but but I did I did do a few. Uh, I didn't. I didn't hold the camera. I, I would <laughs> say I'll, I'll give but, a. I'll give a couple of like but, spoilers but around my, that. But my point but, is like, yes, hold that thought. Let him talk. But, but, then but you can go. spending time <laughs> sitting in there and hearing fools, as people will call them, yeah, fools, like just coaching, and it's it's it was so legitimate, so heartfelt, and like he knows where these guys are at, and and I actually think like in episode, it might be in episode five, it might bleed into six. We're not completely done with how this is going to end. But um, Fuller, like, literally calls some guys out, and he lets them know, like, what's at stake. And he lets them know, like, why this is important, what's going on. And he is he lit- he is a coach that I feel like could coach in the MLS. He could go to Europe. He could go – like, he, the guy knows how to inspire people. Um, but he's also – he's just – he's a good human and I think like good humans respond to good humans, and mm-hmm. uh, and if you if you're a good leader and a good human, you can like get guys kind of riled up, and uh, and he just had a way like that the two weeks that we spent with him, and watching how he coaches in this strange environment, something that he's never been into, something these these guys have never been into, watching him 
react and and how do I coach? How do I do this? Uh, be intense, but also pull back. You know, like on the field. I mean, oh yeah, he is so intense on the field. You know, the guy's like a theologian. You know, like this, like you know, like he's a warrior poet. Yeah, he <laughs> he, he really is. He really is, and he's got this like great heart, and he's like he will he'll tell you like you know name it like in Hebrews like blah 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 you know like or he'll be like you know and like David said you but know, you like, can use zero of his sideline footage because it's can't. all oh no it'll be in there <laughs> but no it it will be in there but the thing is with with Fuller what I love about it is he's he's one hundred percent authentic mm-hmm. I don't think he fakes it for anybody uh, and I he's gained my respect which is you know, congratulations, you gained my respect. But like, I saw a coach that was a legitimate coach that I know that like, if I had an issue and I, I here's, here's what I would say. I know that if I actually had an issue with my life, because he knows me just slightly, if I went to him and I said, Hey man, I need to talk. I know that he would give me hours of his day on that day to talk. Like that's the kind of human he is. And that that's special to me. Like as a coach, you've got to have that for your players, but like he, he kind of goes beyond that. Sure. And, um, and that's not, that's not me trying to like butter him up. Like, cause no, I mean, whatever. I was, gonna, I was going to say, I like think, he's, uh, he's, I, I think there's people... no reason for me to butter him up. Like I, like I can make <laughs> him look like a, like an absolute horrible person if I edited it. But like, he's, uh, he's one of these guys that like, honestly loves the sport. He loves his guys he loves anyone that he meets. And uh, so if I, to answer your question, to go back to it, is uh, what's my big takeaway from, from, from all of this is like that I think Chattanooga has a really good coach. And I hope they hold on to him. I hope they help support him because uh, I, think, I think there's going to be a really good future for Chattanooga because he, he was the one that told me, I'm so sorry you have to edit all of me because I talk constantly <laughs> and I don't breathe. I feel I feel actual sympathy from you as most people just say that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. doing great. Keep going. Yeah. I have no so, sympathy for you. So <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tease something out of yeah, you because yeah. I think I, I think I know where you're going with yeah, this. You, you, you talked like the injury stuff happened. You talked about perseverance for a second, right. like adversity, all these things. And it sounds like no matter what was going on at any given moment, a pandemic Right. All these injuries, right. we're in a bubble, like all this stuff is happening. Right. It sounds like this doc is about CFC, but the season is a lot about there's everything that's happening. And for this one tournament for two for two weeks in a bubble, there's one guy that no matter what happens is kind of holding everything together. Can you, say no, by, ma- can you by, say no matter what more times? Yeah. So so I would say like yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have talked to you. It's well, it's well titled. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you're right. You, you, that's, well, that's, that's what it sounds like to me, just based on like how you're, like, how, so how you're the, talking the, about. It. I mean, the theme of the season is definitely this. Like, this is the last chance. Like, who knows what's going to happen in the future? There was, there was a lot of uncertainties, like at stake. Like, we didn't know. Like, will there be another season? Like, will you know? I don't want to speak for Nisa, but like. 
Will there be a Nisa? O- Oakland, Oakland had just had just, just left. left. Yeah, before and the a pa- bubble and a pandemic. Puts well, yeah, all and I mean, out. nobody and knew when you could restart. The yeah, season like, like, again. is this like, going to be yeah. one year, two years, four years? Is this the end of the world? Do we have to play <laughs> like, every game in a bubble? Yeah, right. I mean, but seriously, that that's what it was. And, and when you think about like at the market that you know Nisa is at compared to the NFL, the MLS, like. The, NHL and I mean, MLB. All, all yeah, of, like, yeah. Name all of the Without the TV ones. money to fall back on. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Like, Sell tickets, like, this you know. is where we would fall apart. Yeah. But at the same time... We need like, a Ted Turner. But th- but this is what was exciting about it. Like when, when we really started diving into it is you started realizing like this is where grassroots matters. Yeah. Like this is what makes Chattanooga unique. This is the moment that we show the world that like... We, we can survive this thing and we can go through it. And I think bringing the, the tournament back here is going to be really interesting because I think it is going to be a situation where we'll see Chattanooga become Chattanooga and we'll see everybody come back. If, if we have 5,000 people that can show up to like, there's going to be 5,000 people there. Like if that's the max, like that's, yeah. and I don't know if I can even say that. Cut well, that out. I don't know don't if know. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> we don't that. know yet. We don't know yet. Yeah. So, what, so, I'll, what, so I'll give wait, you a Owen's of, got some spoilers. Yeah, got yeah. a couple of thoughts. So, I mean, Breezy and I are on the Fuller, same page. Fuller is the heart of, of the season, of the show. Um, it like kind of like a demented Ted Lasso. Um, yeah. You know, would, hey, I no would, spoilers. I, I haven't watched yet. Oh, well, Ted Lasso is amazing. It's actually one of the most heartwarming Have you things you'll, wa- you'll watch yet. on television. It's fantastic. It's on my list. I haven't you watched it yet. Watch it. Okay. Everybody. I've been but trying I mean, to convince um, my wife to watch it. And you know, Ted Lasso is very, very G or PG, you know, where Fuller's more of a PG-13 to R-rated version of <laughs> Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh, that's why I was um, asking if you could use any of his sideline stuff, because no, I've, yeah, I've heard so, him on the no, sidelines. No, there will be. We actually had a conversation in the edit room the other day about how much that was the how much of Fuller on the sidelines we want. You were shocked? From the Oakland match in particular. That was that was the so, weirdest thing. Um, it's like it's so quiet. Uh, so if I could say anything about like filming in the pandemic, a sports sure. doc or yeah. like anything, you can hear the ref. You can hear breathe. everything. You can hear everything. Like in center field, you can hear the sidelines guys like like talking to each other. It gets so strange, and like everybody hears everybody, and it becomes this like funny space where you're like. This this game was never supposed to be so like this. in the like in the ever. Oakland match. I don't know if you remember, but in the, the, there were there were stretches of the Oakland match that were very physical, mm-hmm. and yeah, um, extremely physical. And you know, I don't I don't think if you had a moment of honesty from either sideline that either um, coaching staff would be happy with the way the game was officiated, the game the way the game was called. That's um, very yeah. diplomatic of you. Yeah, and, that's one way of putting it. And. The other kind of this, this I know will not make it into the dock more for space constraints than anything. But the third of the the um, the third Four, official, the fourth the official. fourth official sorry you good um, was talking crap the whole game to uh, was, both benches, but but mostly to our bench and and and, in partic- and to some of our players and uh, including after the match there was something with one of our players and the fourth official he got it on um, camera. And it's it's all on camera, but it doesn't serve the narrative, and it doesn't really, you know. So it's not probably that that guy's an asshole, it. but it doesn't. Uh, it's not well, but make the yeah, that I mean, guy was an asshole, but we were also equally an asshole. Well, no, I mean, you you have a player, you have a player whose emotions are high. His yeah, correct, season, and, the, and the ref's supposed to be centered. centered, 
And this guy's exactly ch- literally chasing him down on the pitch to confront our, it was, our it player. It was pretty disrespectful. So yeah, and I mean, you know, so it's but it doesn't. It would be out of place to put it in the dock because it doesn't really. You don't see the buildup. You know, if you were there, you saw it. But if we don't have it on camera, so you don't really see the buildup. We on have it, it on camera. We That's cool. We we'll send you a Dropbox link later. Yeah, we'll have some of it. But I mean, it just doesn't <laughs> serve the narrative, and it doesn't really serve any purpose to put it. Sure. In. So, um, but. And there's so much that happened in that game. You know, there's two goals early from Oakland. You know, there's an amazing, there's an amazing halftime speech from Fuller. That will be the highlight of that episode. I promise you. It will be. Um, There is um, Fuller, you know, we, the last several minutes, there's, there's guys from Oakland laying on the field. We had 11 minutes of stoppage time in that game. And there's guys laying on the field. Like they were done. They were gassed and they had one more day of rest than we did. Um, and at the end of the game, we were pepper in their box. I remember. And, and yeah. Like, every you know, I, I everybody was expecting that game to get tied at some point late, um, and it just the breaks. You know, just if we'd had more time, it would have. And that crazy Marcano bicycle. You know, I mean, so there's so much in that, and you know, we have 24 minutes and like 40. We have the jersey. Yeah. Oh. I saw that reveal. <laughs> we have we have, um, nice. we have 24 minutes and 47 seconds or something to tell this story in, and so like you can't. Put all, you kick. can't put it all in there. Sure, of course. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, what you'll see to give you a sense of like the narrative arc here, episode one is going to be a lot of we got to lay some context of like why why does CFC exist and what is it about Chattanooga that allows CFC to happen and kind of build up you know tell the story a little bit for people that don't know CFC. Mm. Yeah, um, and then episode two and and and. The end of episode one will be essentially like joining Nisa, you know, pandemic, right? And so, you know, this you set the stakes. Episode two is like going to Detroit, you know, going to Detroit, and it's or so we're kind of skipping over, or or we're doing it'll, we're it'll doing be, it very very it'll quickly. Be compressed, yeah, it'll yeah. Be very compressed very compressed. I mean, so for, for one, we weren't shooting, you know, any of the any of the stuff after Oakland to um, Detroit. Oh, okay, so like yeah, they, they weren't, they and, weren't you, and you get. I mean, we have, we have like our streaming footage, and we have like um, our marketing team footage, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. But we don't have like. But that's not okay. That's not a lot of. But, but gotta, we'll tell what we'll, we have to tell kind of what happened in between the restart. And but you got to understand kind of too. At the same point, like, like we've been talking about doing a season for this. We've been talking like like it's been you know, for real like years. I would say a year and a half of us actually talking about like, how do we make this happen? How can we do something that's cool like this? And, uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, it costs a lot of money mm-hmm. to make a show. It costs a lot of money to do, to make a commercial. It costs a lot of money to do anything. And so for us, like we were trying to weigh out, like, how do we do this at the lowest cost possible? How do we like invest inside of something that we think could like get out there in the world? But you know, it's not the MLS. It's not like some huge known thing. Like if you're in Chattanooga, you know who it is. You know, if if you're in Atlanta, maybe you know because Atlanta United played their first game here. Like there's it's just like how how do you get this out there? So for us, we were just like constantly pushing this like I just we just believe in it, we believe in it, we believe in it. And for us, at the end of the day, when we got the call to actually show up and film in Detroit, 
do it for extremely, I mean, like, well, uh, I mean, how do I, how do I say he, that? He, he's being uh, a little bit, he's, um, how do I, yeah, no, I, how do I, you know, look, it's, this? it's not like this was a budget production by any, it's stress. not, I it mean, was, because it was, it's Ad, a passion Adam and his people were willing to, you know, basically take a lot of their people, their human costs on themselves. Right. But so that, that, that's what um, I'm trying to say is like, so how, basically how do it was done like, for expenses. I believe it. Yeah. I mean, he, you know, super chief believes in it to the point where, you know, the, the, they were willing for this this season. You to, can cut all of to kind of um, subsidize the you know the edit time and their their people's time, um, you know, for essentially expenses plus you know a little bit. Well, no, and um, you know to the point where we could do this, but it's at the quality level that like you're not going to say like oh that's a budget production. Well, like, you know, right. so so um, I guess from a storytelling perspective, it it makes a ton of sense now. In in terms of where you said. Mostly introduction, joining Nisa, pre- well, the, well, preseason the, pandemic, right? Yeah, and then and then you start kind of in the bubble, yeah. With, so with, the, a, I mean, with the, a hot with a hot minute of the what, pandemic. Here's everything that happened in between. The pandemic right. changed the narrative, right? Because now it's a pandemic totally. story, right? Now it's a survival story. Now it's a an, an adaptation story. Yeah. Now it's like well, you know, it was actually all of that. So, but the pandemic probably gave us the best opportunity ever. And I know this sounds weird. So, like, if you're gonna be like glass half full, like. For right. us, saying like, "Hey, we want to make a show about Chattanooga FC," you know, like, cool. Well, there's hard docs. There's this stuff. There's like all these things. Like, how are you going to make a splash? Here's like, a storyline, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's like, so what do you do to like get people excited about a s- small club in a town that most people don't even know about? Because Chattanooga is like big town, tiny city. You know what I mean? Yep. And it's like, what's special about this thing? And and you can kind of point people around to it. But like, but when when we had this opportunity, when the pandemic happened, and every and I remember sitting there like I was, to kind of like circle back to to my story earlier, which is like me and my wife sitting there going like, oh God, this is we're done. Yeah. You know, when this opportunity came up, and it was like Owen called me and he said, hey, I think we're gonna try to do like this tournament that's going to happen in a bubble. Do you think you guys could like show up and we can kind of create some semi season quasi something, you know, like, can you guys get it done? Of course, my answer was like, yeah, like, absolutely. Like two weeks, let's film this thing. Let's, let's get it done. Let's, let's capture a story that's happening that will never probably happen again in our lifetime. Like and this, every and everyone knows the stakes, right? Every, yeah. We all lived this pandemic. We and lived it differently, but we know the pandemic happened. It was a shared and experience. You don't have to be a soccer fan to appreciate totally somebody going through something. And I was like, "This is like such Owen, a, like Owen's wife." For yeah, as an but, example, I mean, but also, I mean, it takes on another layer, right? Because <laughs> did, any, like, anybody who um, <laughs> anybody who navigated the pandemic with a um, with a concern about the future of their job or the future yep. of their employer yeah, or definitely. whatever will, this will resonate, right? Because like here, literally a league is figuring out how to navigate and how to, how to stay but relevant in, in, in a world where ticket sales are the number one right. revenue driver well, and, how do, and how those does don't it, exist. How does, how does a sports team make money? You, you don't. Make, sales. You make, don't. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, um, as soon as that thing is cut off, it's like, what do you do? And to see like the, the survival mode of teams and people coming out. And some teams said like, and, and completely justified, 
like we're not going to show up like this is just we don't know that you know what COVID's going to be right now right, you right. gotta think well, this was in the fall right late late fall early winter first week of september uh, for the tournament so yeah. so where uh, yeah. your wife comic I said yeah, because yeah, yeah. you said she likes to watch things at, yeah, at right. sports, but she likes to drum apart. But I think you can take that and add on the fact that it is incredibly relatable to everybody. Absolutely. From a life Absolutely. perspective, yeah. not just sports. So, yeah. So to go back to like the narrative arc, like episode one will be like foundation of what is CFC and then, you know, turning pro, the shutdown, how Nisa adapted. And then like it ends with, hey, we're going to go to Detroit, right? Episode two is... We arrive in Detroit. Don't tra- give it all Training away, the though. first day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's, gonna it's be basically one, one per game, one episode per game. And there's up, a, up a until, last episode kind of. And then the people the people that listen to this podcast could probably predict it right. just because I'm sure, I'm sure. the timeline is embedded in their brain. Yeah. And, sure. then the, <laughs> and then the last episode is the the front, the leaving Detroit, like post post game out of Oakland. Um the the two friendlies after technical meetings about what players come back, what players don't. Oh, nice. Um, but the uh, most the Zeka retirement, you know, mm. all of that. So, <laughs> and then kind of a a, a brief glance ahead to twenty one. You know what? The thing that and I setting missed you the up most... for the next season of no matter what. Are you saying there's gonna be a second season? Hell to the yes. Oh yeah, there's there's we're already. <laughs> hey hey Jay, how about that breaking news button? Hold on, hold on, hold on. So, before we go, before we go on, that so, is a definite question that we have on this list. So, do you, do you know what we miss though the most? And like, so we had to do all this in Detroit. Yeah. The biggest player that we said from the very beginning, what what inspired me to even say like, "Hey, let's try to make this a thing," mm-hmm. was the fans, was seeing this, and and for me, soccer is a game. It's something that you can get into. But when I talk to Tim, when I talk to the fans, when I talked to, you know, Owen, what I realized was like, there is like this community driven thing that is happening here that doesn't feel normal for the size of the city. It's just, it's bigger. It's, like, it's huge. It's gigantic. And it was like infectious. And it made me go like, I want to make a story about this. Like I've never seen people this in, in, in tune to something. And and I uh, so you're saying season two is going to center around the fans. Well, it was supposed to. Well, it's the primary character that's not present. In, yeah, and, that, and that's I, I, I know. So I know there were a couple was, of fan interviews done. Yeah, and the, and there will, there will be them. some. Yeah, there but, will be some, and but, we we have yeah. we have great footage. You're not you going to be in it, okay? You know, <laughs> of you tell guys tell uh, painting Tifo, you know, in the run up to the Michigan Stars game. Yeah, you stinking liars! I thought they told they they told me, and I'm a complete dum dum. No, you're in it. Don't worry. No, no, but here, but he's not. But yes, excellent, excellent. That's exactly what I want to hear. No, so the the, the TIFO painting, just they're kidding. like, oh, these guys. It'll just are, be a graphic says not picture. Yeah, we did lie. We did lie. Like, these yeah. guys are here from the news, and I don't notice that there's no none of the little flags it's on okay. them. There's not. There's like nothing. They're like the news is here. They want to we, do a quick thing. We I'm don't like, have oh, like cool. the little uh, like the card in our like hat. There's, it says there's like press. There's no, there's nothing. And so hey, like, it's me from the press. But it was like we totally had them do all these interviews with all these guys painting TIFO under the guise that it was news, and it was not. It was and and I got crew and I. I didn't That's know amazing. this until you mentioned that they were filmed the TIFO day. And I was like, what? I don't remember that. Yeah. And, then, and then Shelly's like, yeah, there was cameras there. You don't remember? I was like, yeah, the news was there. And there, that wasn't the news. Fuck. 
fuck you. <laughs> yeah. I can't, you pulled, pulled one over it's on a, me. It's a Nobody sneaky, called sneaky, in service sneaky, of sneaky. a greater greater good. Yeah, no, the dude sure. on Mr. Deeds. Uh, very, very, yeah. very sneaky. That, sneaky, that's sneaky. Very sneaky. I think, kind of taking a, a different direction, but on the same line. It's your job. The th- it is my job. <laughs> the thing about sports documentaries. Un- unpaid internship. Right. The thing about sports documentaries that are really interesting, and I, and I, I go back to Sunderland Till I Die. It is, it is like there's the interview with the, the interviews with the chairman, yep, with the yeah. head coach, with Absolutely. some of the players, but the fans are are maybe yeah, half fans, of the, the fans in the so, pub. The so fans to be in, honest, the, in the yeah. pub are the ones that are actually yeah, yeah, yeah. driving. Yeah. So now we I do could, have some. Uh, if I could tip my hat, some uh, socially distanced uh, viewership parties that just, happened in Detroit that may or may not make it in. No, we've we've got some good stuff, but what we really what we really missed and what we're actually trying to do for the fans. We missed the fans inside of this and what we're trying to do with this pilot season. We knew that this was not going to be a full season. We knew that we, we could not create something that would be what we could normally do inside of a normal season. So when we got the opportunity to film for two weeks, you got to think about this, this is two weeks that we have an opportunity. How much footage was that, by the way? How many hours of footage? <laughs> don't even. I don't even talk about it. I had to buy. <laughs> I had to buy so many more freaking hard drives. Hard drives. Yeah, like right now, our office looks like. Na- be, you could build a building like with hard drives. Yeah, but um, and that's eh, we got other projects too. But like, either way, like it's over 120 the, hours of footage. Yeah, well, well over that, and uh, the terabytes are through the roof because a lot of it that we're shooting. And I think this might be a question for Jay. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we were shooting stuff in 120 frames a second. We were shooting in 60 frames. We had shoot some things, but like we set up two like goal, you know, goal positions that we were shooting. I think we were shooting. Johnny might kill me for saying this, but I think we were shooting in 120. There we go. Maybe that might, that was a beautiful one. Maybe, but I think maybe those were sports center top 10. And then we did 48 as well, just like double time, mm-hmm. just to, just whatever. And then, and then 24 or, you know, whatever you want to call it. The, the, Nobody cares about this. Part. I know. I do. No, Jay does. <laughs> Jay does. <laughs> Jason, so, Jay, Jay's so, enthralled. So Jay's the only one that will understand. But we were. It's uh, actually the motto of our show. No one cares about this. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Anyways, Black Magic was awesome during all of this. They actually sent us a, uh, a shout out to Black Magic. Uh, was that? They're a camera company. Why do I know? Okay, I was gonna say, is the Black Magic camera is that the one that you saw on sitting on a? Well, he's got a pocket. Well, that's right there. the Cine cam that I saw on the bus. Yeah, and then I also he goes, black... I saw. He goes, I saw. Did you not see the Black Magic camera or something like that to me? And I was like, I don't know what that not. is. Well, Black Magic. <laughs> hey, box. hey, shout out, shout out, and hashtag however you can. Black okay. Magic sponsored this uh, pilot season for us. Fuck oh, yeah. awesome! Yeah, that's so they uh, they actually sent us a camera um, for us to use. What kind of cameras were you using? Uh, we used Black Magics. Um, so. We have we have really good cameras. Black Magics have proven to be the best um, for the docu series stuff that we do. So we have uh, the the Ursa Mini. Jeez, uh, Johnny, where are you right now? Uh, so we we use Black Magic cameras. They brought an Ursa Mini Pro. Black Magic, to... Black Magic, Black Magic. That's funny. <laughs> they brought an Ursa Mini Pro when we did the. Yeah, um, we have we have the video. Ursa Mini Pro. We have the G two. Um, that we're using right now, we yeah. have Ajno lenses, the the um, they're PL mounted, like the L L Z 
This is the, look, Ajno. <laughs> this is a bunch of the questions that he hey, would, listen, he, he added. Here's to the, the deal. Doc. Here's the deal. Talk to Johnny Genesi. He's a genius. Uh, I am just the guy that like wants says, to tell hey, stories. Yeah, that's it. So in a this season that's coming up, that's about to air on March 11th, WTCI, 8 p.m. Will be a, a pilot season. Is what we're calling it. Six episodes. Um, I love because normally there's a pilot yes. of an episode. I love the fact that there's a pilot season. Hell yeah. Circumstances yes. are weird, but like for me as a as a consumer of a product, knowing that there's a season to consume followed by something else, which would be season one, is like fucking incredible. Yeah, and and so next se- this season that's about to start will be season one, and you know we'll we'll see what the story gives us. But I mean, in a non-COVID environment. You know, this would be probably a ten or twelve episode thing, probably hour long episodes. Cool. Um, okay. So, which, is, is that what we're hoping for season two? Then season, season, season one. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You sorry. need to slow down right now. Okay, <laughs> it's season one. Whiskeys. So, when we get to season two, geez. we'll have that conversation. That's when Nisa puts but a team a, on the moon. Hey. hey. So, but a full season would look like tw- a full regular season would well, look like twelve episodes well, of an hour each we, yeah. as a goal. I like mean, pie in the sky mm, kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll but see. I don't even know if it's pie in the sky. I think like. A normal season, you know, how many games are in the season? Yeah, I mean, you're many... talking about thirty something games. Okay. Um, so how do we break that down? Know, so you we look at like Sunderland till I die, or yeah, I all... mean, if you look at All or Nothing or something right. like that, it's a ten episode, yeah, one, one hour, like ten one, one hour episodes, and they're cramming, and they're they're cramming all competitions into those, you know, Europa, Champions League, whatever, right? And so, yeah. so the you know you need the hour instead of the half hour because you're you're covering multiple things. You may not even cover every game. You, know, you may yeah. not see footage from every. The, I mean, game. they did. Oh, the Spurs all or nothing yeah. covered an entire like. Well, I mean, they, they, half like, an episode. They fired Ponch in five minutes. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they skipped. They fast forwarded. They started at the pandemic is where they. Started, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's so, that's what I was trying yeah, to get to. Yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, and that was a. I guarantee you that wasn't the narrative arc that they went into the season with. They were going to cover the troubles. Uh, before the firing, much more in depth, but the pandemic like took over. Changed, but you got to think change the narrative, right? And so, uh, just like it did for us this year, so I, it changed the narrative, but it also gave us the opportunity to do the bubble. I mean, there wouldn't without the pandemic, we would not have this. So, see, this see season we're just going to go into into season one with we're going to film everything we can. We're already film. filming. Yeah, we're already filming. We're already we were at tryouts. We were at tryouts Sunday. Saw you guys you know, at the tryouts. Got, yeah, I yeah. mean, we've um, we've done some interviews already. Um, we're kind of, you know, we're actually shooting a, some interviews on Monday too for actually for episode one, but that that's airs gonna, in two weeks. Um, geez, just to fill really some narrative holes that after we got into the edit room, sure. we figured that we had and we didn't want to have so, too much voiceover. So yeah, to to speak on. Um, the airing, the the debut of this, um, we've got this great partnership with you know PBS right now. Um, we're going to air, and they're stoked about it. By the way, they're, they're, that's they're, awesome. They're really very very excited. Yeah. Um, but this, there is going to be probably another version of this film that will come out there, the documentary that will come out. Um, I mean, not not too different, but like you a know, few less edits. Yeah, uh, well, it'll, it'll I mean, be a, a little few bit, less beeps. A yeah. little less beeps. <laughs> there'll, there'll be there'll be definitely less beeps. Um, but you know, we have a little bit more freedom, and we might recreate. We're some not stuff we're like not that. hung up on the exact total running time that right. we oh, have interesting. To have with PBS. So, you so, could, so this is like so, so there's what, parameters what released in terms of like what will be released. This yeah, is what a, will be released. This is the pre-release. This is something that we're trying to. This is the this is the local network version. 
Yep. You know, it's not like not to be compared with like the airline version of a film versus like what what's in the theater, but I mean it's you you're constrained to a time block that's very different. You're Did you say 2745 is that what you so, said? 26 yeah. 26 2647. 2647. So, so episode like 1 that. in a in a in a streaming deal with picker streaming partner right. whoever right. could would be, be very different. could be a few minutes longer. 30 could be like 31 minutes we'll just uh, say. It could also be shorter. Yeah. Like it could be whatever like it just we just have more flexibility. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and um, without giving anything away, we have a lot of interest from all the major streaming companies. That's awesome. To the point where there may be even distribution deals for future seasons worked out soon. Sweet. That's the goal. So, That'd um, be awesome. Adam, I think Adam, Adam's you... been, you know, been burning up the uh, road from here to Nashville, which is where those meetings have been happening. It's awesome. And, uh, Hell yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, so that's super exciting. We'll have a, We'll have a streaming announcement about where season one will stream, the pilot season will stream. Yeah, before that, too long. I mean, because we know, well, it's we, we can self distribute it to one of the major ones if we if we if you need, need to. to, and still have a chance to sell it later. Um, so that's something that we're looking at really hard. We're and international is so, really big. Right yeah, now and too. then and then it can it. Yeah, it can air overseas uh, without messing up. You could, you know, the way the distribution it's just it's just like live rights for TV. Champions League is with this guy on this in this country, and it's with this network in this country. Right. You can be on Netflix, you know, in Germany, and be on Amazon in the U.S. And okay. so it's you know so interesting. There's, there's a lot of bites huh. at, at the apple on that stuff, and it's complicated and it's layered, and it takes time Extremely for those things to happen. Layered. So I was um, just going to ask about but, when we when we might have an idea about how that. Uh, I would hope we have something, um, you know, by the time the um, the internet the uh, independent cup rolls around this summer. Yeah, we're gonna in terms of like when it's gonna land actually somewhere like or be available. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would. So hope. for all for all of our listeners, like four of you that do not. So people outside the people the, outside market. the Chattanooga market. Yeah. I mean, like I'm you know I'm, I'm going on the protagonist podcast to talk about this next week. I mean, like there's oh, a nice. lot of interest. You know, I mean. You know, the cool thing about this, Adam was talking about baked in audiences earlier. You know, I mean, when you yeah, think about like who is the audience for this, you have you have CSC fans, obviously. Right. You have Chattanoogans. You know, we have a ton of civic pride here. It's just like whenever Chattanooga is up for like the greatest outdoor city on some magazine <laughs> website. Like, we win twice. Like, yeah. The vote thing like goes crazy. Right. And so you've got that baked in. Twelve audience. years ago. And then you've got like. <laughs> Lower level soccer fans that like if I guarantee you if this documentary was about a you know about if this the, soccer movie was about Louisville City I'd probably watch it yeah like, or, or, or yeah. if it was if, about, it was, if about, it was about a, a you know PDL Sunderland team or a or you know it. if it was about the Savannah Clovers like you, not only would you watch it but pe- you know LA Force fans all two of them would watch it <laughs> you know I mean um, that's, that's you know rude. that's very rude because LA Force does not have two fans <laughs> but they I mean have, they have but I mean fans. every lower league soccer fan in the country Talk when they sure. find out about this like we'll put this in their queue and the cool thing about distribution is if we get if we're on any of the major platforms which we will be on one of them before this is done if you watch another soccer doc on that, it's going to show up as a recommendation, like right behind it, and so you'll get that audience yeah. to like, ooh, I'll check this out, right? And, and as um, the uh, the virtuous cycle goes, that's good for CFC, right? Bringing no, it back for to sure. CFC, no, it's like huge. It's the doc huge is the doc's good for fans, but the doc's also really, really good for CFC. Right? It's not just good for marketing partners and whatever else. It's really good for the club to build brand awareness and Absolutely. to build fans outside of, of a small city, right? It's a small Absolutely. city that we live in. 
you cap out at a certain point. You can only get a certain percentage of your population that cares or whatever else. But if you have fans, just like the ownership drive drew yeah, fans absolutely. in from all over the but world, that's, that's a the, documentary can do the same thing. And then, and then they're going to have to listen to a podcast. Here's the experiment I want to do. I'm going to, uh, the day before the doc drops, I'm going to go to every one of the players that was on last year's team and see like how many Instagram followers, followers they have and stuff and then that's, see what it is after the really doc's on the like air. Like six months or whatever. Because I mean like, look, we all know like who the kind of guys that have charisma and, you know, and stuff are. And it'll be interesting to see like sure. what their numbers do. Um, but look at, look at and, long And think right about now. it. Yeah, think about it from a player perspective. Like, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're a, up for a contract... You know, and you, and you've got a fan base. I mean, look what um, Wilf, look what Wilfred's done. Yeah, like Wilfred before he came here had you know I don't know twelve thousand, eleven thousand Instagram followers. I think he now he's up to I think I looked the other day he's up fourteen thousand or whatever. But what he's able to do is monetize things through sponsorships. Oh, it's going to go through the roof. And there are and the guys like him and including him on the team that could also have extra revenue opportunities but outside how cool of their contracts. Is that, how cool is that for them to like now like understand like maybe I could sign with CFC. Because they get yeah. this stuff happening and people are going to yeah, be then, watching. And then totally. obviously and it's, it's huge. the marketing efforts for the club. Which like might how mean... Many, how many jersey sales does this turn into? Ticket, you know, t-shirt how many people, sales, ticket how many sales. people in Wisconsin are ordering jerseys because they saw, yeah. uh, you know, saw or, the or, or whatever. Or decide they want to take a summer road trip down to Chattanooga right. and catch a game. Right. They can stay in my Airbnb? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you got an Airbnb, bro? You know, I do. If and the I money's a, right, you can be a sponsor. Hey, no, but I'm a little, I have a Detroit fan who uh, I have a picture. I have a CFC picture at the end of the Airbnb. <laughs> on the last picture says, when you're here, you should check out a CFC game. It's the best thing to do on a Saturday night. And he like he hit me up, and he's a, a guy that is looking to photograph. Actually, apparently, he's a legit photographer, and he he did the tournament up in um, in Detroit, and he wants to do the tournament down here as well. So he's like, hey, my press, my press pass hasn't been approved yet, but I'd like to stay in your Airbnb. And I, I was actually just browsing through, and I saw the CFC picture picture and so like i have to stay here and anyway it's it's a weird little small world we live in yes uh, can and i it, and it might get bigger with this doc I, yes. for what you're talking about with like player exposure just to tie it into some news that came out this week the week that we're recording the this with twitter the, thing wait what's that oh you didn't see the twitter announcement today? no i didn't see that yeah. i bet my head my head has been buried today Example. i i saw Example. i was talking about the uh the the three young kids from the north georgia yeah, um, clubs yeah. that we signed. Yes, like think about that. Like oh, they yeah, could that's, go, that's they could really go sign somewhere and train, but now they're going to be signed somewhere and train. That's having a documentary come out about the club. What kind right. of exposure is that for young kids that who, growing up in North Georgia, which is a hotbed for soccer, but not necessarily in a professional way, now has a professional club that they can come play for. Plus, they're going to be filmed and put out there. And also, some of those kids could end up with scholarships. Let's say that. The, a coach sees them on a documentary and they're still they still haven't gone to college or they've gone to a smaller college. Right. I mean, there's exposure is exposure, yeah, yeah. right? The the other thing that like longer longer season, more episodes, longer running times allows you to do is like tell those human stories where it's like, hey, here's this kid from North Georgia that's on an academy contract and like we're gonna follow him for a day, you know, or yeah. whatever. That so that gives you that gives you like more leeway to kind of like fit that in, even if it's yeah. not like, hey, this week we filmed this two weeks ago, but we can slide yeah, the storyline. It's, more, it's in. more storytelling that's not about just a game or not just about tactics or right. you know making the eleven or whatever. But yeah, but, but I think that's what's like really interesting about storytelling and the use of the docu-series and like you're you're allowed to give people that normally wouldn't have a chance potentially 
and that, not to sound like negative, but like you're allowed to give someone a chance to to get seen and do something. And, and when you think about it, it's like it's like a musician, you know. Uh, never mind. I'm I'm gonna stop. No, I mean, the big big thing, too, is it just kind of lifts the curtain on, like, what lower-level soccer looks like, really across the world, but but in America, for sure, because ours is so different than a lot of other places. I mean, there's a a scene in one of the episodes where, you know, an injured player is literally getting treatment on the floor in the uh, hallway outside his hotel room. Right, yeah. Mm. Yeah. you know, he's not in the we cryo won't. chamber at we Man City, tell. like you know, sure. you see on All or Nothing. You know, so I mean, it's it just kind of tell gives you an idea of like here's what these guys are going through in order to chase their dream. Right? I'll be I'll be really interested to see um, if it, it w- when it goes international. I'm not going to say if. Uh, what, no, it's going to go. Yeah, what the reaction is from, for some yeah. British people who are used to. So. I'm I'm a Doncaster Rovers fan, and I ca- I happen to know what the MLS is, but what's Chattanooga FC like right. having their eyes open? Yeah, I to think like, like um, same thing that same thing I think a lot of third division. I think like third division or fourth division um, British fans will re- it'll they'll resonate. Relate. It'll resonate because it's like you're not in the nicest facilities. I mean, the, the Finley is fantastic, but I mean, you know, other places. You, you look at other places, well, I mean, and, it, or you see the way that you're traveling they're in a van for 12 hours right. going to detroit right. right stopping and eating blimpies you know on the way yeah, or whatever right yeah, I'll, so, fuck, I'll fuck up some blimpies but i mean <laughs> you know i mean this is this is not i get it though you know this yeah. is where, not liverpool getting on the charter blimpies. plane going to uh I'd, you know I'd, play i'd, I'd like mine's in the you exactly know, in the, you know. yeah but while we're on our way can i have you know my steak and eggs done this way specifically right. by yeah, my yeah. professional personal chef right, right. well real quick um, you came here to talk about the documentary, but Owen, oh, we do have some questions because we are a supporter podcast. We're not going to let you get away without asking you about a few things that pertain to your job. I don't have the schedule, Jim Hicks. <laughs> uh, no, believe me, if we thought you had the schedule, we would have led with that right. off the top. Well, I've okay. got I got my insiders getting his uh, his meetings uh, schedules, so I'll get okay. that to there you later. You I'm sure you already have it. But while while we have you here, you know how I know Jim doesn't listen to our podcast. Why? Because we take shots at him every few podcasts just as a joke. I don't, there's no, I haven't heard anything hey, about shout, it. Hey, shout out to Jim that's because he does, does, he does listen. <laughs> Jim definitely does listen because you don't see what he does. He, he I, Does the, he really? The four, and I do this as much as I... As Jay has I, a tracker on his phone, he knows. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't check Twitter as much as he does, but the 423 Soccer Pod generally reposts our episodes. Yeah, they're great. And then he always reposts it and then makes a comment about why he likes it, so... Shout out to Jim. All right. I also, we love, I love you, Poke. Yeah, Poke we do love Jim. Also, we, I, Jim, if you are listening to this, uh, as soon as it's safe to do so again, you feel it's safe to do so again, I really want to do another catch-up podcast where the four the four or six or eight of us or however many of us there will end up being. Yeah, if you have uh, any of that Napa wine so it, but is Also, is this the last one that I'll be invited to? No, 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 no. No, no we'll bring, oh, we'll, we'll bring real it Real quick. It's so I got another bad, piece right? of news to break before we change the subject. Okay. Um there will be, we're still working out the details of it, but every Thursday starting the 11th, after the episode's done, there will be an after yeah. show on Facebook Live. We need you guys. That will have um, yes somebody from that episode on it cool. to talk about what we saw. Awesome. So, so if you think like Talking Dead or some kind of you know after show type thing yeah yeah so that will Kicking happen the ball we we will still we'll we're still working <laughs> out the the technical pieces of it because we need to do it um distanced and we need to do it right. you know that and so we're still working all that out but um go follow uh no matter what doc 
on um, all the socials, and that's where you'll find. I mean, it'll be on the CFC stuff too. But if you want to see the behind the scenes clips and stuff, go to Nevada. Cool. Well, that Owen I, that is I do. a machine. He's a machine. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So true. ABC always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt. You want to start us off with the subject change here? Yeah. So subject change, Owen. Uh, Matthew. Yes. <laughs> I have, the schedule. I have a couple questions for you. Do tell. Uh, so we're hosting a tournament in a couple months. Allegedly. In Chattanooga. Maybe. Maybe. It's happening. It needs to announce it. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, we were on we were on BN Extra and yes. with a final on BN Sports. Yes. Uh, in, in Detroit. Yes. What kind of what kind of T V arrangements can we expect for the for the tournament. I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. Um, well, that would be disappointing. That's totally fine me. as long as you just kill Matt. There, um, there, there's a handshake deal in place, but it hasn't been formalized and hasn't been announced yet. But um, there will be a similar type distribution for the tournament. That's all we want to hear. So, it'll, so it'll be on some sort of TV and and or streaming platform. Yes. Cool. Can I find it on my Roku? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, then it's not on my. It's not exclusively on my. My do do. Everything will always be there as well. I worry about exclusivity. No, there is no exclusivity. I have resigned so. myself to the fact that we will be forever on my do do. I just don't want to be on there exclusively. So, yeah. f- following up on uh, on Matt's question because about because that's how all of the. Um, the betters in the Himalayas are going to be able to bet on NISA matches is watching on my Kuju. So that's always going to happen. Yeah. That, and that's, and I, and I'm cool with that. It's as long as the wagering, as do long I have, as do I, I have to go win. to the Himalayas to bet. Why no, we you can bet in Tennessee it? now. <laughs> you can. You can, bet you, on, can. you can bet in Tennessee now. Bet MGM. I won, so. I won $250 off the coin flip of the Super Bowl coin toss. But that was, that, baby. that was guaranteed. Well, it's 50, 50. Oh, I thought it was just guaranteed. Like they gave you your money back yeah. if you lost. Did that you even put money in? Oh, I, it was a risk-free bet. Yes, I did. Yeah, because I see. There's a whole rabbit hole I could go down of where Week I got a risk-free bet. See, it didn't count. Hey, I had two hundred fifty dollars. Two hundred fifty dollars deposited into my bank account, so, so that you can lose. First weekend, of, first weekend of the college football season, they did a risk-free five hundred dollar <laughs> yeah. thing at MGM bets, and put it all in Ohio State, and hey. d- doubled my free money. Had yeah. a baby, that's what's so. up. But it didn't, it didn't come out just in bets money that <laughs> you, you can reinvest. It, it goes into your uh, <laughs> it's actual money. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's not right. Well, piggybacking on Matt's Matt's question yeah. about uh, TV broadcast for the tournament, is there anything that you can say detail wise about possible improvements for? future streams from the club itself yes um where's your breaking news button i, um, I, do. I actually <laughs> just ordered a cool new piece of equipment today go nice. on you can't say anything can you um, and if you can't we'll wait till the microphones are off uh <laughs> you'll I mean, wait what well, come yeah, on yeah <laughs> i mean I, we don't need to jump into the technical details but i mean it's going to be a huge improvement it's awesome pretty cool great um, but it's not a camera um no but the cameras will be improved we will be renting cameras um cool lo- locally for, awesome. for games yeah interesting so is um, it an 18 so i will pro? so i will say this um you know, the, this is going to be our stream team and, and our guys that run the cameras and have run everything for, you know, um, for a while now um, have been working, you know, with a prosumer type environment. You know, it's not it's not been broadcast quality gear. So there's going to be a curve to for them to learn this. And that's part of why I'm here is to teach them this stuff. So it's going to take um, a few matches to kind of 
them to get the hang of the bigger cameras and how to get the hang of all of this. And, um, you know, so it will, you know, it's not going to look like a TV broadcast right out of the bat. It's going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot different, but it'll be, you know, I think by the time... Steps in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. It's going to be markedly better. Um, awesome. which isn't to denigrate what we had in the past. He's not we, talking we were, about super cheap. We were operating without a budget, you know, <laughs> right. very much. Correct. Like Zero dollar yeah, budget. Yeah. I mean, right. th- this all started because um, we just and it, wanted games to yeah, be streamed. Yeah, and this was a the, major volunteer effort. This was fan-funded. Damon and his guys. Yeah. yeah. And, yep. and, you know, shout out to those guys. They crushed it. Oh, yeah. Um, but As many complaints as that have ever been made about a stream, the fact that we even had one, right. huge right. kudos. Right. And, um, you know, but then with with the move this year, um, you know, now we have a, not only sponsor obligations, but a lot of sponsor obligations in that broadcast. Um, I love and, the sound and of that. And they, you know, what happened, another kind of byproduct of the pandemic was, you know, once you can't sell tickets, a lot of the sponsorship things included things in venue for fans that now that there's no fans that aren't as attractive to sponsors. And so we had to shift them into things that fans would see, which meant putting them into the stream and just kind of a, you know, thing that always happens in sponsorship deals is like, once you give something to someone, you know, it's there to stay, you can't ever take it back. And so, you know, so that now these, you know, sponsors are in the stream and so you'll see sponsored starting lineups, sponsored stats, sponsored, you know, which is like, which is fine. Yeah. Which is no, no, it's what a broadcast is supposed to look like. Right. Um, but we've always had difficulty kind of selling that stuff for one, like our production wasn't to the level that you would want to buy it. They, 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 you could charge what it's worth, um, which isn't, it, we didn't have the right equipment to do it. So how could you tell somebody we're going to put your graphic on a starting 11 when literally like somebody had to make it hold, in Photoshop and like or I was gonna say, Dropbox hold, hold it to of, a thing and a guy had to download it and try to, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was not the way that, you know, you would. Not like a proper super source build a or broadcast, some, some yeah. form, yeah. So um, the equipment that we bought today is, um, you know, we'll build lower thirds on the fly. We'll Sweet. build, uh, you know, all of that stuff. Um, we'll run the score bug, all of those kinds of things. Cool. Um, when when we're talking about this, we're also talking about the the season, the regular season portion after the bubble. Yeah, the after, after the TV leaves. Yeah, okay. after TV leaves. Oh, but, you know, by the way, to back up on the question about the tournament, um, you know, there also should probably expect a game of the week announcement um, as well from the league that there'll be a game of the week with our broadcast partner. Um, as every, a part of that every, deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That is very cool. Very, very, very cool. So, and maybe more. I, I would love to. I would love to. <laughs> so you've talked a little bit about what CFC is looking will will be doing with the regular season portion. Mm-hmm. What about what about some of the other teams? Uh, a long time critique of of ours. I thought he was a long time listener, and I was like, easy. A long time critique of ours has been that, and not just like our our stream needed to improve, but there's some other teams that also sure. needed to yeah. improve theirs. Yeah. Is is Nisa moving in that direction in terms of having more unified standards? Um, yes. Of, of how like all the like the things you have to do to have a pro stream. Yeah, and. Um you're looking at the guy that'll be in charge of a lot of that for the league. <laughs> so, so how's um, that going? So it's, it's a, it's a fledgling effort. It's still getting going. Um, so the league after did the Detroit tournament and I, you know, the league approached the club about me, me 
being involved in those things for the league. Taking on um, more responsibilities. Yeah. Um, Just what you needed, right? So I'll, <laughs> I'll say two things about that. One, the Game of the Week thing will help tremendously with that because, you know, eight teams in the spring, that means four games. So one of those four will always be produced at a broadcast level every week by a tv truck essentially yeah. or some something yeah. similar yeah ah, so that's love that. you know, so that's a, a huge step forward right sure yeah um one of the challenges that the league has currently is uh, more about it's well there's several but the, one of the biggest ones has to do with facilities yeah so um there are a couple of clubs that um don't have broadband at the facility they play because they play in a city facility or a rec facility or something like that, that there would have to be a significant investment um, to get broadband there, which is needed to, to send it. A broadcast quality so, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, to send it at the level you want to send it. So that's, that's the first hurdle, right? So uh, you got to get the first mile solved. Um, and then very similar. I mean, to be honest, if you looked, if you looked at the streams across the league last year, we weren't at the top with no. our quality. No, um, you know, we we were doing the best that we had with the investment that we had made. You know, in equipment and those things, right? Um, and so, there's a lot of other clubs that are kind of at that very same spot where we where we were last year, or or maybe a little lower, a couple of them, um, and it's the buy-in has to come from the ownership that, you know, that of every club that this is a place that we feel we can make an investment. So, um, so those talks are happening at the board of governors level, you know, to help people understand why, why that is. And, and kind of dovetailing with that, the league has, um, a sales team that's selling, um, across league property. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have some, at some point, I can't say this will happen, you know, in the spring, but at some point you'll probably see some sponsors in and around um, a match at our place, either in the building or um, on a stream that are not our sponsor, their league sponsor. Okay, it, that, that is interesting. Yeah, so... Um, but And that money, I assume, in theory, gets distributed I, out evenly or goes to cover I, the game of the week costs yeah, potentially I, or I mean, whatever I'm, else. I don't know, I'm not in those... I'm not in those meetings, but, um, but they're theoretically better for everyone if there's yeah, a little bit of, yeah, but I mean, but it's a two sided coin, right? The other side of that coin is like, if the league sells, like this is going to be the halftime sponsor for your stream, like, Oh, you have to deliver that. Right. Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha. So, yeah. And so, then you can't do they? I hope they tell you in advance so you don't sell the halftime stream. Yeah. I mean, these are all discussions that are happening currently. And I know the person I, I, I've known the person who's in charge of that sales effort. Uh, I've known her for seven years and she's really good. Cool. Um, so, I mean, she's a fantastic hire for the league and, um, you know, so the, but these are all, you know, the problem is if we had had a pandemic free year last year and NISA tracked the way that things were tracking. Now, when you go to sell, you've got, real data that you can show about how many people are coming, how many eyeballs are watching and all those kinds of things that a sponsor wants to see before they invest. And now we're a year down the road and you're, we're not just a year down the road. We're a year and a half. Right. Down the road. And you're asking some, you're, you know, Hey, I mean the fact that Nisa still survived the year and not only survived the year, but I would argue is stronger now than we were a year ago as a league that, um, you know, um, 
but at the end of the day, when you're asking um, national ad dollars, sure, because this, this is who you know you're getting Big national you're, you're going after if you're if you're a league, you know the Gatorades and the Budweisers and those kinds of people. If you're asking them to make an investment, even though it's a fraction of their budget, um, it would be substantial money to to Nisa. You're asking them like, well, we're trending in the right direction. You'll see it in a year. You know, you're yeah. asking someone to get ahead of the curve, which is. Fine, but you know, marketers, marketers traditionally want to pay after the statistics. Fact if than you pay told before the fact, yeah, yep. just just thinking about that, like like the ability for Nisa to survive in itself. Like if you had told people in the fall of 2019, before Miami left, that Who? exactly that <laughs> Miami fucking love it in in, in the in the spring of 2021 that Miami would be gone, Oakland would be gone, New York Cosmos who had just announced coming in. Would also be gone. Never heard any of them. I don't. And hiatus. We we hope they come back uh, for the cosmos. I don't think anyone would have actually believed that this league would be playing in any soccer at all in, in 2021. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, As, and it's, but, yes, I mean, it's a testament and, to where we are in a good way. Yeah, so it's I mean really a big testament way. to to John Prutch and his leadership, and you know, and, and we we publicly questioned him on this podcast. The before. invention, the invention of. The Independent Cup at the time, you know, the pandemic also gave us the, the Independent Cup. Without yeah, the pandemic, there would not yeah. have been an Independent Cup. So um, it it fast tracked it. It was an idea, but it was an abstract. And um, you know, the pandemic moved that to the front burner. And to be honest, the pause in um, play in the spring gave the league office the time to focus on that and to get the get that out as you know, and do it well. Um, but then also, you know, the expansion committee. Has done a fantastic job. I mean, Tim, Tim, and Sean are a big part of that. Um, Sean in Detroit, and um, you know, to to get Peter back um, yeah. in the league, best Ro- Peter will. You know, um, Maryland, Rochester, two fantastic markets. Rochester has a great history in in you know lower level soccer in America. And Chicago's a giant market to get in. Chicago's a massive market. If you and, ask and Peter, the- he wants to have like four more teams in Chicago. Yeah, um, you know, neighborhood teams. Go on. Um, you know, um, and hopefully more on the way know, soon. The the Bobcats are basically a DC team. Yeah. I mean, they're they're very close to the DC area geographically. They're not they're closer to DC than they are to Baltimore. So I mean, yeah. they're you know DC metro ish. Um, you know, so some great markets. Um, DC is a great soccer um, area as well. I mean, just look, they're signing all their players from up there. I mean, like they they're yeah very much a local club. Um, I love what they're doing. Yeah, and uh, they're very smart people well-run organizations so i mean they're it's so i mean if you think it all those negatives that you just listed if you just said all these teams would be out right and and what's happening and and you know philadelphia fury you know i mean you the list <laughs> i wasn't gonna mention right them. but i mean but i mean you know and then to end up where we we've ended up and then with more teams coming you know lining up to come in you know, things are things Hope, are hopefully. Good. And yeah. if you want to have a conversation with someone at the league to be like, "Hey, let's let's hurry this, let's hurry these announcements up," we would all appreciate that. As Which fans. announcements are those? The announcements more of, teams. of more teams that oh, okay. I don't know who are, but I would like to know. Okay, if if they want to hurry oh, that up. Oh, and we'll send your complaints to the complaint right. box. Yeah. yeah, please. I'll pass that on uh, to to the VP of expansion, Josh Brush. Right. Also, also, if you could talk to uh, Jeremy Allenbaugh about the schedule, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> 
Jeremy's not the one holding up the schedule. <laughs> no, that's but Sorry. that but that is the joke though. Uh, okay. He 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 appreciates that uh the same joke you made about the schedule he makes too. So uh when he yeah. listens to this, give us the schedule, Jeremy. We know you're holding it back. We know you have <laughs> it and you just don't want to give it to us. Really? Yeah. I mean it his I mean I think you know, there's another podcast cast host in town that thinks like our life's goal is to persecute him i feel like maybe i mean i heard you hacked by, his email by withholding the schedule maybe we're doing the same to you so, uh, well, possibly th- so. I, that makes that does make me feel special so in a roundabout <laughs> way i feel i feel good about it all right all right fellas so let's uh as we wrap things up um plug anything you want to plug give your social medias um you know uh, thank you guys also for for being here for for taking a, some time out of your your evenings this is not a. This might be a quick drive, I guess, for Adam. But it's, you got two kids at home. Oh, and this is not a quick drive for you. Yeah, I feel so, like I wasted a lot of people's time. No, no, you didn't waste anybody's time. No, definitely did not. It's a very, very good. Not a very, very good episode. Not any more than Matt did. I, I, uh, not <laughs> not any more than Matt wastes every every Thursday night <laughs> every on this podcast. Um, but uh, producer Jay, if they can, if people want to find you on the internet, maybe yell at you a little bit. Where can they do that? Um, I'm on Instagram at letter J. You can find me on Twitter at section one hundred nine pod, and also on Instagram at section one hundred nine pod. Owen, if they want to yell at you about the schedule, uh, about things, is there anything you want to plug in addition to that? Where can they find you? What can what would you like to plug? Um, well, first off, uh, follow the docu series um, social channels, which is uh, no matter what doc um, on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and then I'm at uh, CFC underscore CMO on Twitter. Um, if you want club stuff, my personal stuff is way more politics and music probably people don't care about so. <laughs> that's fair that's fair uh, adam are you on the are you on the uh, social medias what would you like to plug yeah no not really better uh, but, for you but but yeah you can follow uh the work that we do at super chief at uh go super chief dot com uh cool man i'm so terrible at that stuff so no you're good yeah, man go super chief Cool. And do you have anything you want to plug that's coming out? You said you have a weightlifting doc coming out. What's that called? Where can they find that? It's called Lifting Us. Man, you're hitting me with stuff. I didn't know I need to be prepared. For uh, you, don't, you, you don't need to be, but we'd like to give no, you... No, I uh, need to. This would have been a good opportunity to know that I needed to say this stuff. Hold on one second. Go let ahead. Me, let me look it well, up. While you look quick. it up, uh, Matthew, where can they have people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at I am Caniglio, and you can find me on Twitter at Whiskey is Fun. Where can they find pictures of your cat? On either channel, but mostly on Instagram. So you know what you're getting into because you you were prepared. Um, he says we, it we do week. this at the yeah they do it every. This week. is at the end of every everything, know, so it's geez. embedded in our brains. We I wish know. you could play you every week. We wish you could play you every uh, week. Uh, I'll let uh, that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the people. Yeah. All right, I'm done. All right. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Eddie, no, hey, seriously. I'll, uh, I t- we'll, we'll get a bunch of information. So um, for Adam's stuff, we will link it in the show notes. Yes. Perfect. People Excellent. click on the links in the show notes. What about you, Breezy? Put a link to the trailer in there, too. Oh, definitely. Anything, yeah. Everything, no matter what, will be in there as well, yeah. for sure. So I'm like the worst self-promoter in the world. You're good. Like, I hate it. I like You're a great that. storyteller, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah, there's some, there's some gems in this podcast. I promise you people, people will have Don't enjoyed this. Don't disappoint me. No, you, you crushed it. Breezy, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on the internet. All right. See you. Internet.